Okay, I'm still letting people in, but as we promised, we are trying to be very mindful of everybody's time um, and to make sure that we do start on time. Just a quick couple of bookkeeping um, messages. In the chat, you'll find a link to the source sheets um, if you didn't have a chance to pull them up. There is also in the chat a link to the WhatsApp group. If I had you in my contacts, I added you myself. Um, I also sent an email today with the link to the WhatsApp group um, and other important details about this program. Um, so please make sure to, to join the WhatsApp group. That'll be the best way for us to reach you. And I just wanna say really quickly that the impetus uh, behind getting together like this um, is really a concept that I heard in the name of Rav Soloveitchik that when we talk about Am Yisrael, Am, the Ayin Mem is the same word as Im, which means with. So being together, uh, coming together as a community um, is really the most powerful thing that we can be doing now, or one of the powerful things that we can be doing. And Baruch Hashem, there were so far over 130 people, alumni from around the world that have um, felt the same way and have signed up to participate in this program. So we will meet Monday through Thursday, five o'clock Israel time. Translate that to your, your time zone. We'd love to see you. And even for those of you on the call, no pressure, but if you could turn your, your cameras on even just for a second so we can see you, um, it helps to feel like we're all here together. And um, and if you can't make it, of course, we understand, I will post the link in the WhatsApp group, which is why it's important uh, to join. I will, the link to the recording, sorry. I will also uh, make sure that it's uploaded on Spotify, Google, and Apple podcasts. Um, and you'll be able to get to it through the Chappelle's virtual Beit Midrash website as well. If you have any questions, I'm your person. Send me an email. You all have my email. And uh, and together, will we merit to see good things? Okay. Um, I'm not sure how many of you are familiar with this very small but very, very important book. Uh, the non-halachic work from the Chazanish is well known for all of his halachic works. It's a very small sefer. Um, it's an amazing, the, po the poetic language that he uses from the beginning. Um, it's really fascinating. If you have, have the opportunity, you should really sit with the book and, and, and a very good Hebrew-English dictionary um, to, uh, to be able to really appreciate it. So I'm gonna, the, we're going to start at chapter two, which is where he talks about bitachon. But in order to properly understand it, um, we need to... Um, we, we, in order to understand it, we need to um, have a couple of words of introduction from chapter one, which we did not do. So in the uh, in chapter one, he introduces he uh, introduces the formulation of emuna. The book, the sefer is called emuna ubitachon. There's an interaction which we will see later in this chapter, um, but we need to understand how he defines emuna. So he has a again a beautiful poetic description. The first uh, paragraph, it's a reaction to the contemplation one should be making. And he adds, in a time of internal peace and tranquility, where you contemplate the vast mysteries 
of the world that we observe. The compelling drive to understand every mystery from the tiniest quantum particle, he doesn't use quantum particle, but I'm saying that, the tiniest quantum particle to the almost infinite scope of the galaxies, the precision in which a creator of such complex organisms, the human body, the, the eye, the brain, the amazing engineering of functioning societies, says the Chazanish, this contemplation leads to thinking about all the elements of a vast world and then the purpose for which the creator brought this into existence and the greater the contemplation, the more breathless the person becomes in his drive to have a knowledge of, to have a connection with that creator. This is emuna, and he says it's a midah. And he talks a lot about midos in this sefer. And midos, he says, has a varying level. It's a varying range of connection. And it's a function of emuna. We're going to see in a minute inside the idea of a continuum, that it's not binary. You either have it or you don't. But there's a continuum like there is with every Mida. We'll see it in chapter two. I'm going to just add one other word. You better be prepared to have all of the conventional wisdom that you're used to, to have it challenged. And we're going to open it with the first lines of chapter two. We'll already be challenging conventional wisdom. Let's go inside. Says the Chazonish, Ta'ut noshenet. There is an ancient mistake. You already see that we're heading for some upending of sacred cows. Ta'ut noshenet nit rabim There is an old mistake, nit from the word Ezrach. It has taken root in the concept of bitachon. This idea of bitachon, which is at the lips of these righteous people, the conventional wisdom is that bitachon is requires you to believe you're confronted with a situation and the future is indeterminate with two possible outcomes. One outcome is good, the other one less so. So, bitachon requires you have to be sure that it's going to be the good outcome. And if you worry about the outcome, the opposite of a good outcome, you are lacking in bitachon. Says the Chazon Ish very clearly, This instruction in bitachon is incorrect. As long as you haven't, as long as you don't have prophecy about what the future holds, the future is indeterminate. Who knows the judgments of HaKadosh Baruch Who knows what God has in store for each individual person? Now that you know what bitachon isn't, now he says, so then what is it? The belief, the conviction. Things don't happen coincidentally. 
Things don't happen randomly. Things are decreed. Things happen because HaKadosh Baruch Hu has decreed that they're supposed to happen. And since the, the acts of Bitochon are al orkei hachayim, they're on the they're on the 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 road the the the, the veins of life. So he bechlal midot bnei adam. He's going to include bitochon as one of the midos. And what does that mean? Kishem shemidat ha'anava. There's a mida called humility, and there's a mida called rachamim. Right? There's a mida of compassion. Vikiyotze bahen. So each of these midos, there's a continuum. These are not materialistic, physical realities, but they are spiritual or personality issues. See, when we talk about something material, we talk about space, we talk about mass, we talk about defined measures. And in tafsid kitzbah to satsurata. So if the measure of something, meaning the thing the, the, the dimensions of thump of something are impinged, are destroyed, then the thing is useless. Just like Kli Shavur Eno Kli Elacheres. If you have a cup and the cup loses pieces, it's worthless. It's not a cup anymore. That's physical things. Aval midot bene adam, but when we talk about character traits. Now we talk about different levels, one level above the other. Every person, every, uh, we'll call it a normal person, a, 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 a person who knows how to behave normally, he still has some arrogance and some humility. He has some uh, compassion, and he has some cruelty. And nobody is identical to the other person. Some people are on higher levels. Some people are on lower levels. And I'll add another point, which is implicit in what he's saying, is that once it's a mida, so it's fluid, because midos of a person are fluid, and just like every person has some humility and some arrogance, and it's a continuum. There are times when you are more humble and times when you are more arrogant. So now he's going to say this is also true in Midata Emuna. So the Mida of Emuna, which we defined earlier, the conviction that there is a creator and that there is a purpose. So that enables a person, Midata Emuna, Yeshba Madregat Zelamala the Katne Emuna. An important phrase used in 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 midrashic literature, katne amuna, the people who are limited in their emuna, bichlal ma'amini, they're called katne emuna. They are they don't have they're they're small in their belief in God, but they're still ma'amini. They still believe in God. It's just a lesser degree. <clears throat> so kevan sheinam bichlal akofim ba'amini. As long as they're not complete heretics. They may have a very limited belief in God, but they're still called Mamini. Aval emunatam chalusha. And what is the manifestation of that? 
So they're not really controlled. Their behavior isn't usually controlled by the mida of conviction and purpose. Unless we're talking here about major averos. In other words, there are people that when they're confronted with a major thing, they believe that they really shouldn't be doing this because of their belief in God. There has to be a belief in, in some creator, some purpose uh, that gets you to do some, to refrain from some activity on moral grounds as opposed to functional grounds. So, there's Averos that everybody is careful about them, and therefore you don't need to have a great degree of emuna in order to refrain from them. Umehen, but then there are those. And then there are people where you see that they run the, every aspect of their lives in with a with a concrete relationship with the Almighty. So, but again, the idea here is, is that Amuna is a continuum, Amuna is fluid, and sometimes we have more, sometimes we have less. But the point that we're about to that this is introducing is that your level of Amuna dictates your behavior. There is a general, when we talk about righteous people in general, we could say they have a high level of emunah. But even within the great tzaddikim, there's different gradations and there's different, different levels. We're talking here about very individual things. So this midah of emunah is a very personal thing. So now we have a person who is confronted with a case in the normal way that the world functions. It looks like he's in a dangerous situation. So what's the natural instinct? The natural instinct is to be afraid. Right? The keshet Rucho yarpehu miliskor, okay, and and the the um, the the the, um, the the power the the emotional instinct kesher rucho means is the emotional instinct weakens kesher rucho yarpehu it weakens his liskor sheena mikre adonia lanu. In other words, the natural instinct is to is to uh, uh, think that we're we're a function of natural occurrences and that there are coincidences that there are and that there are coincidences and he forgets she'ain mikre adoni yahulanu v'she'ain matzor lashem milayoshit so he's saying that that his instinct is going to weaken the conviction that everything is under the control of God and he's going to forget the idea that yes the situation now looks bleak. But it's in the hands of God to change all the situation, to change elements of the situation. The havlaga, the restraint, the restraint from your take, letting your instinct take over, and to inspire, to let a certain uh, a serenity descend upon you, the the known truth. Nothing bad is happening because of coincidence. Everything is coming from God. 
Bein letov, bein lemutav. So bitochen doesn't mean it's going to be good. Bitochen means you know that it's under the control of God. Vasher shora shemunato mafiga pochadov v'notenet lo omets lahamin be'efsherut ha'atzala. So it is your the root of your emuna, the root of your conviction of a creator and a purpose enables you to believe in the possibility that it may turn out okay. And therefore you're not depressed that it's most likely to be bad, but you realize that the outcome is going to be determined by God. That's bitachon. Bitachon is the conviction that things are not happening randomly, the things are not happening haphazardly. <clears throat> we want to just finish this chapter. We started a few minutes late, so we're going to just run for another two minutes. Even forces you, even when you're in pain, to realize. You're not being dealt these problems because of coincidence. Things don't happen randomly. The famous story where they Lilius and Papus uh, uh, confessed to killing the daughter of the of the of the minister, even though they didn't do it because the minister threatened to wipe out the city if the murderers don't come forth, and nobody came forth. So they went and they admitted that they committed the murder, even though they didn't. The right and the Anunit Chayavnu, and they said. If we don't do this, God has other ways to take care of us. And you, you should see that Gemara in Tainis Yudches. That's the conviction that God controls. Again, we're not allowed to put ourselves in danger and say God is going to take care of us. But when we are in a situation with an undetermined outcome, says the Chazonish, Bitochon means the outcome is, is, is in the hands of God. Gam ilut shel hatsala. Gam ilut shel hatsala she she tavad she tavad bnei adam lehistadel bahen. This is going to be an important in the next chapter, right? Normally, people make tremendous effort to get out of a problem. When you're in a problem, you have a problem. We want to make much effort to get out of it. Kitachat lirdofa har nedivim v'sarimu levakesh tachbulot shav. But a balbitochan doesn't walk or run around trying to get solutions that have no, no chance of really working. But rather, the botech understands that if this is happening, there are spiritual roots to what's happening. And we'll pick this up tomorrow. Obviously, it also has relevance to what we're witnessing right now. But I'm going to have to end it now. We promise that we weren't going to run for more than 15 minutes. So we'll end, the, end it today. For this. Tomorrow we'll pick it up again at the beginning of chapter two.